I love Christmas. I don't know about you, but the Christmas season, I'm even on my radio, I put on that Christmas song channel. I'm listening to Christmas music, even the corny songs. I like them. I make me feel happy inside, you know? Here comes Santa Claus, whatever it be. I just think it's great. I love Christmas time. And it's the giving of the presents. It's the family time. It's uh, meals, cookies. Oh, mom used to make so many Christmas cookies. Just, I mean, <laughs> I love Christmas. Probably the best part about Christmas, though, of course, is the coming of Jesus. It's about how Jesus came to change lives. That's really what it is. It's been happening for thousands of years, ever since Jesus came. Literally thousands, two thousand years now. Jesus Christ has been changing lives, and that's really what it's all about. You know, even this week, last week or two, different things have been coming to my attention about changed lives that Jesus brought into people's lives. Oh, one of them definitely was um, a, a message I heard the other day. I was listening to something recorded by uh, Greg Laurie, that, that famous preacher out in L.A. And he's telling the story about another guy that lived in L.A., Steve McQueen, the famous actor, and how he became a Christian later in life. And then even when he got cancer and he was dying, Billy Graham went and saw him. Did you know that? Billy Graham went and saw Steve McQueen and talked to him about the gospel, talked to him about just confirming his commitment to Christ. And, 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 and Steve said he didn't have a Bible. He says, well, here, take mine. Literally, Steve McQueen died with Billy Graham's Bible on his chest, open to John three sixteen. You know, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him won't perish but have eternal life that that's what he believed and it was a change in his life when when i was listening to that i was reminded of another guy in our church in fact i was telling someone else about that just a week ago about a this lawyer that came to our church from up in north jersey and he had moved down to this area and a friend had convinced him to come visit us and so he started to visit and he used to sit way in the back and then week by week he started working his way up after about a year he came and talked to me said you know i'm starting to believe this stupid stuff you know i can't believe it and he had all these curse words and things he's saying he's a tough old attorney and um he's saying but i, I think I, I think god needs to give me a touch god, he's got to show himself he's real so he prayed that kind of prayer amazing things happened long story short this this tough old attorney became a believer even got baptized in our church amazing things happen god changes lives through jesus that's what jesus does got a letter just a week ago or so from a lady in our church her and her husband were about ready to get divorced i mean things had not worked out so good and her husband came to see me almost latched last ditch effort as he was trying to straighten his life out and maybe not get divorced and he ended up praying to receive christ asking jesus into his heart he was what christians call born again dramatic change tried to reconcile with his wife. Believe it or not, they were within hours of signing the final divorce papers, and they start reconciling. They, I'm looking over here because they always sit right here, and, and I think it's Saturday night they usually come. God changes lives. That's what he does. That's why he sent Jesus to redeem people. That's why he's called the Savior, because that's what he came for. Ben and Christy Williams we met with this week. My wife and I took them out for lunch. And uh, I don't know if you know who they are. They're a couple that came here for church and worked a lot with our youth. Both of them were engineers over at Lockheed Martin. And they, they quit their jobs after a while because after a number of years of going to the Ukraine on missions trips, they felt God calling to a youth ministry. We're in Ukraine. So for many years, they've been over there now. And they have an amazing thing happening in the Ukraine. Hundreds and hundreds of high school kids coming to Christ. Lives being changed. Why? Because that's why Jesus came. 
came. He came to change lives. It's dramatic. It's powerful. There, there's a guy in our church years ago. His name was Tommy D. Tommy Diastasio. And uh, he was an old hippie. You know, had been involved in drugs and all that kind of stuff. And, and became a Christian. His life was absolutely transformed. He wrote a song one time. And he got up in church and sang it. I wish you could have been here. This is probably 15, 20 years ago. Here's what he said. It's called, What a Friend We Have. Listen to these lyrics. I'd sing it for you, but it would ruin the whole effect, so you don't I don't know why he loves me. I don't know why he cares. But he wraps his arms around me, and he tells me I'm his own. Oh, what a friend we have. Oh, what a friend we have. What a friend we have in the Lord. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful is a touch from the Lord. Christmas is about God coming to earth in the person of Jesus Christ to touch people's lives. Has he touched yours? Maybe you're here this afternoon and you need a touch from the Lord. Whether it's about your marriage or about your soul, your depression, difficulties, heartaches you've been going through, grief you're experiencing because of the loss of a loved one, whatever it may be, what Christmas is a reminder of is that's why Jesus came, to touch people's lives. That's right, amen to that kid. That's what he came for, to touch people's lives, and he still does it. You know, there's over 200 predictions in your Old Testament about Jesus coming to earth, where he'd be born, how he'd be born, what he would do in his ministry, how he would die, and how he would raise from the dead. 200 prophets, I mean 200 prophecies predicted by the prophets in the Old Testament. 200 times, accurate, accurate, accurate. I mean, they're already fulfilled. We can look back and say, well, this was when it was predicted. Here's when it was fulfilled 700 years later. Wow, it's miraculous. What I'm trying to say is that God coming to earth in Jesus is a miraculous thing, powerful thing that only God can do. It's not human. It's divine. That's why an angel came to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to be impregnated, but not by a guy, by God. And you're going to deliver this baby, and it's going to be a God-man. It's going to be the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And then an angel, listen, not a human, an angel, we're talking a, a supernatural being of some sort, comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, your wife's pregnant. The woman that's going to be your wife is pregnant. And you should go ahead and marry her because she, she didn't have a relationship with a guy. This is from God. An angel came and told him that. Supernatural. Again, just amazing, isn't it? And then there's these um, shepherds in the field. And they're, I don't know, it says it was at nighttime, so I guess they're sitting around the campfire, and what happens? An angel appears to them. Again, this supernatural being tells them that they need to go to Bethlehem and see this baby that's born, for this baby's the Messiah. And then there's these, you know, quote-unquote wise men. They're, they're leaders, foreign leaders. And they hear that if they follow this star, it's going to lead them to the Messiah, the God-man, Jesus coming to earth. I'm trying to point out to you that event after event, after event, person after person has this touch from the Lord. And, and they seem to all string together. 
or healings. Jesus grows up. He heals people with all kinds of miracles. Blind people that had never seen being able to see. Lame people that could never walk being able to walk. Deaf people that hadn't been able to hear. People that had been struck down by leprosy. It was epidemic in, those, in that day and age. A, a crippling disease. And Jesus healed people instantaneously from it. Jesus even raised people from the dead like Lazarus who had been confirmed dead for four days. Political re- leaders rose up in jealousy because Jesus seemed to be getting all the attention and they wanted to stamp out this fire. They took Jesus, put him on the cross, and killed him. And then just like he predicted and like the Old Testament prophets predicted in three days, he rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. Just to kind of put the stamp of approval on, this is God. You're, this is God coming to earth. This is God coming to touch human beings. Then eventually, he was ascended. We read on, after 40 days, Jesus ministered, showed himself to all kinds of different people, and he said, now I have to go back to the Father, and the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, saying, you go out and tell people that I have come, and I came to change their life. And they did. One of the most dramatic stories I love is in Acts chapter 16. The Apostle Paul and Silas, his helper, are out there preaching the gospel in a little town called Philippi, right uh, right on the coast of the Mediterranean. And, and the, the authorities are upset with them, so they take them, beat them up, whip them, and throw them in jail. And then they're singing songs and praying in the jail cell, and an earthquake happens. An earthquake. Again, something supernatural, like an earthquake takes place. The locks start to get loose. Prisoners are getting out. The Philippian jailer, a Roman soldier, takes his sword. He's going to literally kill himself. They say, no, no, don't do that. He falls at Paul's feet and says, what must I do to be saved? Acts 16.31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your household. Because that's what happened. So he prays with them. Then he takes them to his house. It says he bandages up their wounds and the whole house becomes believers and they all get baptized. I'm telling you this to try and loop together all the things that go on to help you see what God does. Because you know what? He's still doing it today. And I want to show you how. Here's a story that I'm going to show you on the screen right now, a videotape we did of Bob Roberts. And he's telling the story about God still touches people's lives and hearts, and he can touch yours too. Listen to Bob. in uh, Santa Cruz, California, and I grew up surfing, uh, always in the ocean, since seven years old. So at a young age, I started smoking pot, trying pot, and uh, I guess, as my mother put it, hanging out with a bad crowd. My mother was a very strict Jehovah's Witness, my father not so much, and uh, I was uh, kicked out at an early age. I was disfellowship, as they called it. When I was 17, my father passed away from cancer. And um, it was a big impact on my life. Uh, I turned uh, to drugs, all kinds of drugs, not just pot. Um, it's every kind you can that you've heard of, probably, and uh, alcohol, um, immorality. I've been married four times, and I've been... Uh, in trouble with the law many times. When I moved to New Jersey in 1994, I still wanted nothing to do with church. I still wanted nothing to do with God. 
well, three and a half years ago, I, I was training a guy where I work uh, to deliver oil and gasoline, and he and he mentioned to me, just he said, you know, Jesus loves you, Bob. Out of nowhere, and I was like, "What?" He said, "Jesus loves you." And I said, "I, I don't want to hear that." Changed in my life is last year. I drove by this church, and I work in Medford. I've driven by this church since 1994, and I'd seen it grown, the buildings. And I was driving by, and I looked over, and I said, "Something hit me." It was God's spirit said, "You're going there. You're going to go to that church. You're going there this weekend." And I came home and I told my fiance, uh, I said, I'm going to go to church this weekend. And she looked at me and was like, I might as well told her I won the lottery. She, because she didn't believe it. She goes, seriously? I go, yeah, I'm going to church. I'm going to go to the the FAC church on Church Road. And uh, I came there and my life's forever been changed. So I went uh, on the website and saw that they were going to have an alpha class and it was going to you know, cover the basics, which I felt I needed. I really didn't, after all those years of not knowing, I didn't know anything really about it. And I went to the Alpha class, and in uh, the fourth session, uh, I found God. God helped found me. I was going to work the next day. I was driving down Route 70. I live out in Browns Mills, and I was driving east on 70. And uh, the moon was still up. The sun was coming up, and I was listening to uh, Big Daddy Weave on uh, the radio. A song came on called Overwhelmed, and I just uh, started crying. I, see the word <clears throat> your hands. I felt totally uh, redeemed. Um, I had to pull over. I just was crying. I felt loved. I felt a purpose. I felt uh, that this whole that was inside of me was finally filled and uh, I just couldn't believe it after all those years of uh, turning my back towards God that he would uh, forgive me and accept me in and into his heart and now it's just amazing just amazing I really just want to I really want to follow in Jesus' footsteps. I really want to do what he wants me to do. And and, and that's hard for me because I'm selfish. I was selfish for years. I was a selfish person. I always thought of myself what I wanted to do. I mean, I guess, I guess for me growing up, um, the church, the Kingdom Hall, I didn't see a lot of love there. I didn't see what I see here. It's... it's uh, the people, there wasn't the love that I see here. The people that I met at Alpha, I, I truly love. I, I, my role is just to bring people there. I can't. Uh, when I heard that to go to Alpha, you have to bring somebody, I was like, man, who, who am I going to bring? And yet I've always found somebody to bring. I brought five people there uh, this year. And that's my goal, just to, to bring people there. Bring people to Jesus. It's it's uh, That's my whole goal in life right now so in alpha that's what that's a good start it's a beautiful start and that's why that's my role (laughs) my name is bob roberts and this is god at work in my life bob's right there hey bob god congratulations
You know, hey, that's what we're celebrating here. That's why Jesus came to change lives. He's been doing it for 2,000 years. How about you? Is it your marriage you're troubled about tonight? Your finances? A problem at work? Your loss of purpose in your life? Yeah, I'm like Bob. I'm in the, he's just, he, he wants to go spend the rest of his life helping people find Jesus. Man, I've been doing that 40 years. That's all I want to do. Because Jesus changes lives. You can say what you want about other things, and you might need some other things in your life, but I know one thing for sure. You need Jesus. That's the starting point of change, real soul change. You see, the gospel is that you get changed from the inside out. Not doing rules, not, not keeping commands. You, God changes you on the inside. Isn't that right, Bob? And all of a sudden, you want to do them. All of a sudden, you want to read the Bible. All of a sudden, you want to grow. That's right. That means you've been born again. That means Jesus Christ has changed you. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time. You know, the thought hit me about all those different people. You know, when you think of what you want to believe, well, you have to believe like the prophets believe. You have to believe like the angels told Mary and Joseph to believe. You have to believe like the shepherds believed, or these foreign leaders, or uh, the Simeon and Aaron in the temple. I think I might have skipped that one this time, but anyhow, the temple, when Jesus was dedicated, Simeon and, and, and Anna were two older people there that said, yeah, this is truly the Messiah, or the healings Jesus did, or that, that he raised from the dead, that he died on the cross for your sins. That's what you're believing. It's the whole thing called the good news, the gospel. But the thought hit me this week. I'm like, you know, from those people's point of view, it must have seemed kind of random. You know, this angel appears to Joseph, and he goes, whoa, this is random. This angel appears to Mary, whoa, this is random. This baby comes into the temple to be offered, and and all of a sudden, this old guy... Uh, um, Simeon and, and this old lady Anna the prophetess go oh this is kind of random and right on through he even you see Jesus came to change lives one life at a time and, and I think even even Bob felt he's, he's driving on the road and, and all of a sudden he feels he's got to go to go to this church that's kind of random no, it's not. I just went through this whole syst- this whole history. And you, as you look back, you can say, well, it was all linked together, wasn't it? And someday, I hope, you can get to your life and go, wow, I came to that church 2019. And God talked to my heart. He wanted to change me. I've been dying to be changed. I need to be changed. I, but I can't change. And I've tried and I've tried. No, it's coming to him. Asking him to be your Savior and your Lord. It's asking him to forgive your sins. Believing Jesus died on the cross. It's the beginning of change. Because that's why Jesus came. No, it wasn't random then. It is not random now. You're here tonight by the plan of God. And God wants to take you to be his own. Remember, remember that song written by that guy that used to be hooked on drugs? I don't know why he loves me. I don't know why he cares. But he wraps his arms around me. He tells me I am his own. Oh, what a friend we have. What a friend we have. What a friend we have in the Lord. How marvelous, how wonderful is a touch. A touch from the Lord. Everybody in this room is kind of a little different place in your life. But none of us are randomly touched. We're specifically touched by God as we reach out to him and ask him to. Just like that old 
crusty lawyer that came to me said, do you think the Lord would talk to me? I said, well, let's challenge him. Let's say, God, if you're there, show yourself to his name was Don. Show yourself to Don. Wow, you would not believe what happened to him that week. God's really here. He really came in the person of Jesus Christ. He really did die on the cross for your sins. All you got to do is turn to him and say, okay, Lord, show me. I want to be saved. Can you do that? Would you do that? Whatever it's you're dealing with right now, ask the Lord. Bow with me in prayer. Lord, I want to pray with these folks here. I don't know where they're at, but you do. There's not a one of them that was made by mistake. They're all, they're, nobody's random. For God so loved the world, the world of people you loved, so you sent Jesus, that verse tells us. So, Lord, we come before you now asking you, if you're here and you're facing an obstacle, you're facing a problem, you're trying to overcome it, like that, that couple I mentioned, they were going to go for a divorce. But God changed it because he was born again. God wants to change your life for the good, for the better. Whether it's helping you get past the diagnosis of cancer or dealing with a problem in your marriage or just the sadness in your heart, your anxiety, whatever it be. Say, Lord, save me. God hears your cry. Over and over again, the Bible says that. God hears your cry and he answers you. With Jesus, turn to him now. Maybe it's the first time. You're like Bob. You're going to ask Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. Maybe you're even sitting there weeping like he did because the pressure, the power, the Spirit of God's on you so heavy. Say, okay, Lord, I'm coming home. I'm turning to you. All of us, Lord, are because Christmas reminds us once a year, oh, I got to come to Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. I come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Please forgive me of my sins the way I've, I've pushed you off sometimes. I mean, that's why I got in this fix. Now I turn to you. Save me. Forgive me. I need a touch from the Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen.